Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 105. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. What do we have today, Commander? Today is a big show. It's a change maker show. We have two titans of the business that's going to be on with us. They've both been on before, but not together. Uh, you have to see the show because this is a change maker. These guys have made changes and are going to continue to. And this is an exclusive interview nobody else has because right. we bring the effing news to our funeral nation. Yes? Yes, we do. Well, it's interesting. Let's uh, talk about I, that. I, I want to give a shout out to Brian Bowser, who's a new FNer out there. He connected to me uh, with me on Facebook. He said, you know what? I'm a small town funeral director out in Arkansas. He said, I don't get to go to conventions. I don't get to do stuff. You guys are bringing stuff to me that I can watch. I can learn. And I feel connected to the funeral industry. So, Brian, great job. And the rest of you guys out here, there's no other show. There's no other content like what we provide here. That's so right. we got good stuff. And in fact, we can't do this unless it's brought by C&J, Jamie Meredith and the guys. So let's go ahead and show how much power they have with us. What payment method do you prefer families use for your goods and services? Most funeral homes and cemeteries prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is the preferred method of payment. However, families who use life insurance are able to purchase the funeral service of their choice and spend 31% more on your goods and services. By encouraging more families to pay with insurance, you can create a better experience for the family and become more profitable without increasing your call volume. The reason most firms prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is that insurance companies are a hassle to deal with and payment can often take weeks or months to receive. With C&J Financial, you can receive funding within 24 hours of verification of benefit, thereby eliminating the hassle, headache, and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims. Let us show you why hundreds of funeral homes all across America choose C&J for their assignment funding needs, and why many associations, accounting firms, and industry leaders recommend C&J to their clients and members. Good stuff. And some other news, Jeff. Uh, last week's episode, episode 104, we talked about pricing and having your GPL online, not having your GPL online. Um, this is probably our most watched episode and most engaged episode. The conversation around this, like we're absolutely going to have to do a, a follow-up show or two or, around this. Um, and it's actually stirred up conversation in some other arenas in our profession as well, where this has resonated. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, our job is to, to make waves and to talk about what is relevant and, and what needs to change. And this is just one of those hot button topics that needs to change. And there's a lot of people on the fence. Um, but research is, is on our side too, that the consumer wants to, transparency, which obviously makes sense. So it was a great conversation, but uh, if you have not connected with us on Facebook or LinkedIn, you need to go find some of that conversation and, and weigh in, provide your two cents. Um, especially if you don't, do, don't agree, like let's, let's have a debate that uh, makes good conversation. Yeah. And you know, I, again, as I shared on the show, I, I agree in some respects and don't in others. I mean, 
doctor's offices are not required to post their prices, et cetera. So, but on the other hand, transparency means everything. Just think of yourself as a consumer. If you were shopping for a funeral, what would you look for? If you're not going to put your prices online, have some great content and a wonderful website to show your value, right? It comes out of, well, you know, cornfield because they their websites are not good but hey i've got i got some other big news yeah, are you we ready do. for this one um we are going to have live oak as one of our sponsors how about that yes exciting live oak bank yeah live oak bank is going to be awesome we'll get to hear from tim bridgers you know he's uh he's become a really uh influential in industry voice and profession We'll see them at some live places like ICCFA and some other cameo spots along the way where you Absolutely. and I are going to show up. Yes, but, sir. But uh, they have a promo, don't they, for us? They sure do. Let's roll it. Live Oak Bank provides finance expertise that inspires funeral home and cemetery owners to grow their business and preserve their legacy. Their funeral home and cemetery lending team understands the profession from top to bottom. They know what business owners like you need to succeed, so they specialize in providing custom financial solutions accompanied by personal service. They're focused on helping you achieve your goals no matter the challenges. All right, so super psyched to have Live Oak Bank on, but uh, okay, now it's the interview that we have teased. Um, this is a big exclusive, so why don't you do uh, the introduction? Who do we have today in our interview segment? Yeah, I am pleased that uh, we were able to interview Steve Schaefer, who's been appointed president and CEO of Homesteaders. And we also have Steve Lang, who is uh, moving out and moving on at some point. And let's roll the interview because we'll find out more. Welcome back, Steve Lang and Steve Schaefer. Uh, you guys are returning guests on the show. This is sort of a mega power show where we've got both you guys on here at the same time. <laughs> Uh, if you will, take a moment and uh, reintroduce yourselves to the Funeral Nation and share a little bit about your background and your history here with the funeral business. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Uh, Steve Lang. I'm the uh, currently the chairman uh, and CEO of Homesteaders Life Company. I've uh, been with Homesteaders since uh, 2008, so for about nine years now. Preceding that, I was uh, uh, with Forethought for about 20 years. One years, uh, we uh, I spent time as as we started the company and uh, performed a lot of different uh, uh, job duties at Forethought, and ending up as CEO and uh, was uh, CEO from 2001 until roughly 2006, and 18 months after the company was sold and and uh, I left. So that's that's the short version. <laughs> And Jeff, yeah, I've been in the business now just over 25 years, uh, started in public accounting, but quickly moved over into the funeral business and have worked with national operators or consolidators, as some might call it, for about 22 years and then uh, joined Homesteaders just a couple of years ago. And in a couple of weeks, we'll step in as president and CEO, thanks to the invitation from Steve Lang. Excellent. Uh, well we appreciate you taking the invitation for us to allow uh, us to interview you guys because you're certainly well, what we consider two titans of the business. I think Ryan's going to start off with a few questions and I'll follow up behind. This question is for Mr. Steve Lang. You've been in the business for 31 years now. From your perspective, what are the top positive changes for our profession? 
You know, uh, when I got into the business, it was the, the, the way that funeral homes uh, served customers was very, very traditional. And, uh, you know, at that time, back in 1987, the cremation rate was probably 20% or less nationwide. And uh, over time, we've seen that kind of drip, drip increase in the cremation rate, 1% a year for many, many years, then 2% a year. And it's really not the cremation rate that, that uh, uh, I wanted to talk about, but it's how the industry's responded to it. Uh, we have a long way to go, and I think, uh, I think everybody would agree that it's not uniform throughout the country, but I do think funeral homes have done a great job of shifting their focus from goods to services not only in the economics of how they run their funeral home, but what they promote as their value offer. Uh, I, I think we've seen uh, the, the, uh, the concept of a celebration of life being maybe, I think I'd call it mainstream. I hear people talking about it. Um, they do usually say I'm going to, to a funeral, but sometimes they actually will begin to say I'm, I'm going to a celebration of life. So that, I think that's been a very positive uh, response from the industry to the shift to cremation. So they've moved away from products. That's not necessarily a great thing for all the suppliers in our industry, but it is something that uh, the funeral homeowners have done well. So that's one. The other one I would cite, and this is just thinking back over the years of attending 31 NFDAs, uh, that as, as you, as I've, Look back, I, I walk around the exhibit hall last, uh, last year in Boston. Um, the emphasis on technology is just huge. Now, whether it's been fully adopted, I think we all could agree there's a long way to go, but uh, I think we've seen a, a, a lot of great ideas. You guys are great examples of that. Enter this business and begin to really establish beachheads uh, throughout the industry. So that's, that's the other positive I would cite. Interesting. It, it, you know, 31 years, uh, technology was just something that was sort of dreamed of. And I, I suppose as someone who's been around our industry for even more time, finds it fascinating uh, of what we're doing and how we're doing it now. Yeah. So Steve Schaefer, as incoming leader of Homesteaders, what challenges do you see that we have in the profession in the not too distant future that you'll be facing? Well, I think uh, sort of alluding to some of the things that Steve said, I think just continuing to enhance our ability to meet consumers where they are, where they want to be met, and offer them services that are relevant to them. What we do is profound and very valuable work, and it's important on us uh, for us to be able to articulate that and make sure that we communicate that through, the, through to the consumer in every way possible. So I think that's really important. As part of that, I think we have to enhance our digital competencies um, as a profession. Uh, we're generally slow adopters of technology that's gaining ground pretty quickly, but it's incumbent on us to learn and be proficient at, at those digital competencies because digital is changing everything that we do, our communication, our education, transactions, and we have to become very proficient at that. Also, I think that that our business, uh, our business acumen has to increase as a profession. Owners and operators, you can't. It's not as easy as it was maybe 20 years ago, or at least skill sets are different. So I think it's incumbent on us to spend the time to develop the still the skill sets to think strategically and particularly in the digital area to be competent in that area. Yeah, I concur. This is for either 
Steve, from a premium perspective, what does the opportunity look like for funeral homes to utilize this option for their financial future? Steve, ahead, I'll take Steve. this. Yeah. yeah, I'll take this one if you want. Um, as an owner and an operator, I always felt that pre-need is the best marketing tool you have um, as an owner. It um, is the best way to secure your market share. And we know that market share and volume is really critical in this largely fixed cost business. So pre-need is a key tool for us to reach the consumer and engage with the consumer, help them to educate educate them about the value that we do. And not only that, get them signed up and locked into our funeral home. So we think it's a, a great tool and will continue to be so well into the future. We also think that with the demographic shift that's coming and the growth in the in the boomers coming into the, the right age range, that it's a huge opportunity for us to reach them with the right message at the right time and get them locked into and understand the value of funeral service going forward. Agreed. And I think that's a, a pretty good point there. Um, Steve Lang, uh, you're a wise owl, and uh, you've had many years of experience. And uh, what I'd like for you to share your thoughts are on is to young professionals coming into our business, or any professional for that matter, um, where should they spend their time enhancing their skills that would be valuable to what we do? Well, I, I would focus on, I, I'd offer one answer to that, and, that, and the short answer is education. Um, it is really important that, uh, that young professionals coming into this business have a much broader educational background than I think we've seen in the past. Um, we need to, to, uh, see young professionals focus more on their business acumen, on their technology skills, their human behavior understanding, um, and their marketing and sales skills. Um, if that requires, you know, a, a bachelor's degree, or if it doesn't, it's really irrelevant. It's the focus of the, on those areas of expertise, as opposed to simply the uh, biology, the body handling, the technical side of the business. If we continue to uh, uh, to see that kind of uh, of educational focus, that's all this industry will be left with, because there's a lot of people out there that would love to take on. Uh, those elements of the funeral process that aren't the technical side, the sales and the marketing and the uh, and the human behavior pieces, and we will become disintermediated in a big hurry. And all that will be left will be that little sliver of the of the technical piece left for funeral directors to to handle. Um, I'll, I'll mention uh, as well that that's been that was a focus of my. Uh, during the time I was in the, on the Funeral Service Foundation, that was a, f a focus for me was to try to promote education. It's really where I met Steve uh, as he was uh, the treasurer of Funeral Service Foundation and then, then actually chaired it for, for a time. And he and I worked on the foundation together. And that's where I met him, saw his skills, his ability to uh, navigate some pretty tricky waters in the, on the foundation board because that uh, uh, was made up of suppliers. It was made up of uh, funeral directors and a lot of very influential people on that board. And we were uh, did a lot of, of we did a lot to try to put the focus on education. In fact, I, we put our money where our mouth was in Boston. Uh, Steve, I can't remember the precise figure, but we uh, provided a scholarship fund through uh, Funeral Service Foundation. And I think that probably vaulted us into 
maybe the second or third largest contributor to the foundation uh, of any company in the industry. And that's because we value education and we see its importance. Uh, we have also instituted a new program that I think has been through two cycles and we have a new one coming up, new class, where we've partnered with Drake University to build, to allow funeral homeowners and young, old, doesn't matter, to develop their business skills. And uh, so Homesteaders is doing a lot to try to promote this notion of education, but, but that's the key to the, I think, the whole thing for the future. Agreed. Last question is for Steve Schaefer. Will you share what hot button priorities Homesteaders is focused on in the next 18 months? Yeah, I'll just give you a few of the things we're working on that I think are pretty exciting. Um, one, we're continuing to expand our product line so that we can and our resources to reach more diverse markets, both uh, different economic levels and different ethnic groups within the potential consumer um, demographic that we're targeting. So we're excited about that. You'll see a few new product offerings coming out in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, we also have launched a new program because we know this is a people business. And if we're going to be successful at it, we got to keep it as a people business. And so we, we launched a new program that we think will help retain good people in the business. One way to keep good people, get good people in the business is to keep the good ones you have. And it's called building resilience. We just launched that with Dr. Troyer. We're excited about that. That will continue to roll out and I think it'll be both a good program for in-service for funeral homeowners and possibly eventually for uh, community outreach to other care providers in their communities. Steve mentioned our Drake program. We've had such success with that here in Des Moines. We're taking it on the road. We're going to do that in Orlando in May. And so we're excited about that. And then beyond that, just continuing to be the best provider, best partner for funeral homeowners in the business as, as the most often used pre-need company we have to be the best at what we do. And so we're committed to continuing to do that. We only do one thing. We only fund pre-planned funerals. And so we have to be the very best at that. So you'll continue to see us focus on that aspect. You guys uh, certainly at, at Homesteaders are well known for your education, uh, for the data that you put out. And you know it's interesting, this is still come down to a technology. This is a relationship business. and. You know, having those relationships between each other uh, and the folks who are prospects, the folks who are working for us and make it work every day, you guys do a really great job at that at Homesteaders. Uh, I guess one final question I didn't throw up here, which I think will make you too nervous, so uh, this ought to be kind of fun. <clears throat> if you look down the, the food chain there, sort of the chain of command, is it the guys that are named Steve? that maybe you're starting to look at because that one block on the desk, you just, you just put a piece of tape through it and, and go, or is it maybe going to change it up? Steve Schaefer uh, in the future, some point. Well, uh, we've, we, we've actually, uh, we've actually uh, hired outside counsel to help people who want to change their names to Steve <laughs> so that they can be, uh, so they can be successful here. Yeah, but Steph Stephanie is also a very uh, acceptable name. That's exactly right. I would say a Stephanie yeah. or, or Steph, you know, but uh, it's just interesting. Both you guys are wonderful, and I consider you two of the best gentlemen and, and giants in our business. And we're grateful um, for what you've done for Steve Lang, and I'm sure we'll continue to see you around. And Steve Schaefer, we're excited about what you're bringing uh, to the forefront, and uh, along with this ride with us for the next several years. 
Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, guys. It's uh, great to chat with you and uh, appreciate the invite. All right. Well, we'll see you around and uh, good luck to both of you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Awesome interview. Uh, two titans in the profession that have, you know, when we, we talk about this being a change makers episode, these guys have brought, been on the uh, delivering end of a lot of change and are going to continue that trend. So super excited for, for homesteaders as they enter this new journey um, and really excited for our profession um, because they're going to be implementing a lot of change and, and really driving the technology conversation. And I love the education conversation that they're focusing on um, as well. So good stuff. This interview segment was brought to us by some other change makers uh, and Sitch Casket. Let's roll that promo. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket. Sitch has changed everything for funeral homes facing declining profits from cremation with casket quality equal to the top domestic brands, but half the cost or better. Enter now to win a free Sitch Casket at sitchcasket.com. Sitch, only your accountant can tell the difference. All right, Commander, that wraps up episode 105, Change Makers. Man, we have been on fire this year. So what do we got next week? You know, next week uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to go back to the millennial group and interview a young lady who's making some serious waves on the embalming and just a different look at what we're doing and how we're doing it. So uh, you won't be disappointed. You should never be disappointed, especially when you get to look at the commander for 15, 20 minutes a week. Just telling you, you know, and you're the only, you're the only one that's been on this show in the last three months that has a tan. Well, it's, it's going to get better too, because it's nice out here right now. But I've invited you. It's time to come on, play some golf. And, it is, but I'm afraid know? to come play golf because, man, your handicap is just – I mean, if I got to play 96 holes of golf a week, my handicap would probably drop as low as yours as well. Yeah, that's making me handicapped at this point. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'll give a shout-out to my guys at uh, Don Cigar where I go. Uh, tomorrow we're doing a really big deal where we collect cigars – um, for warriors overseas. And so uh, I might have some clips or something from that on the next show, because they're also a host at really what I call my command post over there in the back. So uh, you guys look us up cigars for warriors. So if you want to donate, reach out to me. I'd love uh, for, to hear from you for a great cause. Very cool. Very cool. Commander. Love how you continue to give back. Uh, it's uh, a pleasure to do this show with you. We are bringing massively important information and conversation that is absolutely driving change. And uh, that's what it takes, man. The internet gives us a voice and I think we use it for the right things. It's good, powerful stuff. That's it. Well, thanks partner. And uh, I'm digging the pink couch. You got it going on over there. You know what I'm saying? Thanks brother. Hey, until next time, have a great effing week out here.